Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Demon Lamb Podcast. My name is Andy, and joining me tonight, once again, Grape Viney. Good evening, Grape Viney. Have evening, you recovered? Uh, I have. I have. I was uh, infuriated and disappointed and frustrated last night, but I've come down and uh, uh, we push on. Well, I haven't recovered, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Also joining us tonight, back for another appearance, our uh, Demonlands tech guru, uh, Nasha. Good evening, Nasha. How are you? Good evening, everybody. Um, I'm Look, I'm recovered, maybe. Um, yeah, I was pretty upset last night, but um, yeah, that's how it goes, I guess. Uh, you at least have the being in uh, being in Tassie. You have the option of um, throwing the remote control at the TV, <laughs> whereas we can <laughs> yeah, only throw um, our footy records. Uh, at the... Usually, usually with nighttime games, I'm trying to be a little bit quiet and not not uh, not disturb the whole household. Uh, but um, yeah, and I really struggle to turn it off. I think there's, I think um, for some reason in my brain, the option of just turning it off and walking away doesn't seem to be open to me, unfortunately. Well, it's sort of a, watching it on TV. It's a lot easier to, to to turn it off and walk away than it is to sort of get up and have to walk through the walk of shame through the crowd. Um. <laughs> yeah, not it's not as not as easy as you'd think. To be honest, I always I always feel um, compelled to watch the end. I don't know whether that's just from um, you know particularly through those those dark years where. Um, you're always just sort of watching, hoping just to see something that might make you feel a little bit good at the end of the game. But um, the last two two weeks, there hasn't been much. It's just been fruitless watching. Well, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about tonight's game. Uh, if anyone want uh, last night's game, if anyone wants to call in and vent, I know people want to vent. Uh, we've seen it on the website the last two weeks. Feel free to give us a call. We love taking calls. Uh, two ways you can get us: zero three. Nine zero one six three triple six, or give us a call on Skype Demonland thirty one. Just search for us, and we'll bring you on as soon as you uh, call in. I would love to hear from other Demonlanders, and uh, I'm sure there are plenty of people wanting to vent. I can see we've got ninety one listeners at the moment. So um, yeah, give us a call. Um, Grape Viney, um, what what went wrong, <laughs> or is that too broad of a thing? to ask at this stage uh no look we're, we're dominating for large periods of the game but not converting it into scoreboard pressure um you know we're exerting a lot of effort and energy uh to get a score um and then it seems we just give it give it straight back um uh, uh, really quickly um the last couple of weeks uh, and particularly last night look constipated um you know, we've gone from a sort of freewheeling, exciting, relatively high-scoring team um, to playing a sort of a turgid, down-the-line, um, low-risk game of footy. So uh, I'm not sure whether that's the instruction or, you know, whether this is the structure issue um, of not having T-Mac there, but uh, something's not, not clicking at the moment, that's for sure, because... Uh, uh, the scoring has just dried up completely, um, even though we are dominating for large periods. Yeah, we really did struggle to score. We we did, what was it, 1-5 a quarter time. So, yep. um, you know, we had the scoring opportunities, but we're not making it count. Um, 
how did but you they're s- not good opportunities you know we're yeah. going wide um and kicking from outside 50 whereas in previous years certainly in the last uh last year of uh, ruse's tenure and even last year we're able to create good scoring opportunities close to goal um where you're a better chance of of uh of capitalizing um, I'll ask Nasher because he watched it on TV. Did you notice that we were going up the bound one side of the field every single time, and we didn't venture out of that uh, area? Could you see that from from uh, kickouts? And that's that's exactly what I saw, and it, it reminded me of Neil a footy, really. Like it, mm. it, just that that no no willingness to you know try and create an opportunity. It was always. Um, kick long down the line and lose the ball at half forward. It just seemed to be like, you know, every time you saw it, you think this is exactly what happened last time and it didn't work then, so why do we keep doing that? It's uh, it's very frustrating. Um, yeah. Especially when you're, when you're watching on TV, the, prob- the other problem is you don't. It's sort of, you don't, actually don't know what they're kicking to until it comes into the frame. Um, so... Um, when you sort of start to be able to anticipate what's going to happen even before you can even see it on the screen, um, that's when you know that it's not working as a TV viewer, yeah. Yeah, the other thing is that Richmond, uh, Richmond, I think, plugged the middle well. Um, so to a great extent, they stopped us from, you know, doing the switch and, and trying to get a bit of a run through. But the times that we did try to transition quickly, we were very fumbly, um, you know, miss kicks, kicks into the man on the mark, um, and all kinds of sort of skill errors. So, uh, yeah, not pretty. Uh, I was just reading earlier, um, uh, George on the outer, uh, I was reading his uh, match review and, uh, um, you know, he was, um, he sort of made some comparisons with last week and, um, you know, we haven't improved at all. We've done a lot of talking, but, um, we're not uh, we're talking the talk, but not walking the walk, so to speak. Um, not all talk and no action. Um, he said the first quarter um, last week we had um, we had ten shots on goal last week in the first quarter, only seven this week. Um, eight goals for the game this week, six last week. It's, it's very similar, like, in, in terms of uh, our scoring and, you know, have the opposition, we just rolled over again in the last quarter. Um, the effort was better last night. Um, yes. It was much more sustained, and I thought our pressure and intensity for most of the game was really good. The uh, fade-outs in the past two weeks are disappointing and potentially worrisome that, you know, heads just go down and um, concede a stack of goals at the end when when the game's over. Um, I mean, it's bad for percentage, um, and that's going to be important at the end of the year. Well, the coach said afterwards that that this was a huge, well, not a huge, but a step forward. Um, I don't see it as that at all. Um, oh, look, I, I think I think it's harsh to compare this game, um, the yeah, this game this week against the previous week against yeah. Hawthorne. Um, I, I think the effort. I, I agree with Gray, but the effort was definitely there this week. Um, but by the same token, I, I, I don't know that I can stomach watching another game where um, we just give up easy goals, especially at the end, the end of that game. I, I was actually pretty. I was actually pretty measured about it. 
right up until that last 15 minutes where they just went bang, bang, bang with goals. Um, that was that was really... It was 15 minutes of play that upset me yesterday. It wasn't the whole yep. game. Um, whereas with their game against Hawthorne, really it was the whole, the whole second half was yep. a debacle. And, and even in this game, we managed to sort of get, get within almost a goal. Um, and I think had we got ourselves in front, maybe things might have been different. But yeah, that 15 minutes at the end was just uh, abysmal. Um, if we talk about well, some of the players that uh, let us down, um, I think um, in the last Neil Bullen, James Harms, Billy Stretch, they, you know, Neil Bullen does and Harms, they do a lot of running around the ground, but um, I, I just don't think they're having any impact at all. Um, and Billy Stretch, a couple of his fumbles were. And it's not just him. We had a lot of players just fumbling, overrunning the ball, just some some comical stuff, and it just sort of kept happening. And these guys are meant to be highly skilled players. Um, I think probably part of the problem is we've still got too many of those types of players in our side, really. Um, I mean, even if you look through through history, there's even the premiership sides have those players, you know, those sort of 18 to 22nd best players who are limited and I've got no problem with them being in the side but um, I think the problem is when you've got when you've still got probably sort of five or six of them in your side like we do um, if they all have poor games um, at once or most of them have poor games at once you you know, this is the result Yeah, 100% and they've, uh, for the most part, they've all been poor all year so far um, so uh, that bottom six is really struggling when we need, you know, um, at least half of them to be firing on any day. Um, you, you can't sort of carry um, four or five players like that um, out of form. Yeah. And I think they are. They, they're all terribly out of form at the moment. Um, and it'll be interesting to see selection because there's not a whole lot to replace them necessarily. Um, um, I think last week you probably would have put Jake Melksham in the same category. Um, yep. But I think maybe he's an example of um, why they get persevered with. Maybe, I mean, Melksham is probably a bit of a different case because we know that he can, he can score goals when he turns it on. But, um, you know, I, I, think, I think if we were winning games, um, the context of our conversation around these players might look a little bit different as well. Yeah, so uh, like with Melksham, you're 100% right because uh, if Melksham would have played a game again like he'd been playing the previous weeks, he might have been dropped. But what do we do with a guy like Jeffy Garlett who um, in the first week there were people calling for his head and then comes out against Brisbane and plays amazing. Um, And, you know, the last two weeks he's barely been sighted. What do we do with a player like him? He's the type of guy that can just turn it on, but... How many weeks in a row do you give players of consecutive not doing anything, even though you know that they can? It's it's a tough one. My view is that with a guy like Jeffy in particular, um, unless you really think there's there's an attitude issue or an effort yeah. issue, um, you would just hang in there with him because you know that he can and will eventually turn a game on its head. Yeah, I mean he does. He always does. He's done it. Even when he had a sort of down patch uh, mid last year, he came back and 
had a few games where he was had, really had a big impact. So yeah. with, with Jeffy, it's sort of a it's a case by case basis, but with him in particular, um, unless I was really concerned with his efforts, uh, I'd I'd be inclined to to uh, cut him maximum slack. Yep. Yep. Agree. Uh, um, I thought um, uh, we'll talk about maybe some players who, who did stand up. Uh, Omak, the improvement continues there, uh, you know, from going – he was the whipping boy last year and I don't think he's put a foot wrong. Uh, he did a great job uh, on Rewalt and I think he's improving week by week. Um, I thought the back line actually gelled yeah. together uh, probably the best it has all year. Um, we restricted them to eight goals, at, you know, in the first three quarters, which yeah. is a very good effort. Um, there were a few occasions where it was a complete shambles and everybody flew for the same ball and uh, yeah. we got scored against. But um, I thought Lever played his best game and showed exactly why we got him over. Um, and I thought Hibbert was back to... Um, back to the kind of form that we saw from him last year too. So uh, I think it was an improved uh, performance from the from the back back six. Yeah, Lever definitely had his best game for us, and that's exactly this that that game is exactly what we got him for. And I know we're going to see a lot more of that. So hopefully he's found find found his feet. And um, yeah, I agree with Hibbert as well. Played probably played his best game. Was back to that form. Um, that effort where he made that spoil and uh, wow. mirrored yeah. mirrored that uh, Hogan's Heroes um, <laughs> Mark guy who fell on his head uh, and then got back up. Um, yeah, just fantastic. Um, that that was fantastic. I agree. Um, but Hibbert, when he was playing his best last year, was getting a, a lot of the ball. Um, I still think mm. we're not really seeing that yet. Um, certainly the, the defensive efforts and the, you know, helping his teammates and, yeah, definitely that spoil. Um, first rate, and that's I guess that's the first function of a defender. But um, I still think there's a way to go. You know, yep. I'd, I'd like, like to see him driving us out of out of halfback again like he was last year. We sort of haven't seen that really this year yet. Yeah, I think last year he led on average um, metres gained, Um for the league, and yeah, we're we're probably yet to see that, but uh, we know that he can do that. So um, yeah, I'm I'm not worried about uh, Michael Hibbert. Um, uh, Jesse, uh, once again, I, I wish we had two of him because uh, it seemed that every time he went up the ground, um, we needed Jesse down down forward as well because um, he gets a lot of the ball up the ground. Um, but I think where he does his best work is, you know, we do two of him. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> but that's uh, silly talk. It's interesting, though. Just, I was just watching AFL 360, and David King was talking about Hogan and Petraka um, and the mix of forward and midfield time for both of them. And he seemed to think that we've got it right with Hogan yep. at the moment, um, but Petraka maybe not, um, and that... Uh, we're not getting as much bang for our buck as we did from uh, from Christian last year. So, what was he saying? He should play more, more, more time forward. Yeah, yep. I, th- I think the um, the thing about Petraka though is that he's one of the few players we have playing through the midfield who um, doesn't manage to get smothered or tackled or or anything like that. When he gets the ball, you can actually have confidence that he's going to be able to get 
it through the midfield and into the forward yep. line. Um, I think, you know, we, we're kind of, we've, we've come to sort of hope that he was going to be a player, of, well, and he may still yet be, like a sort of fireworks player like Dusty Martin or, or someone like that. Um, but what he has proven to be is somebody who's really strong, doesn't fall over, doesn't kick into the man on the mark, or get he always gets the ball away. Um, uh, and it sounds simple, but in our side at the moment, that seems to be um, a fairly uncommon skill. Yeah, no, I agree uh, in terms of the comparison to Martin and someone like Dangerfield as well. As you say, very strong. Um, uh, and so, you know, very hard to, to, to bring down and stop. Well, you also got to remember Martin. It wasn't Martin drafted the same year as uh, Trent Trengove and Scully, so he's had a couple more years on Petraka. So, um, I think Christian absolutely. Will get there. I wasn't, that wasn't that wasn't intended. Just <laughs> no. It was just uh, yeah, just just um, yeah, just trying to point out that yeah. he's that, that he's got strengths that we need in our midfield at the moment. Um, and if that, but yeah, if our forward line's suffering, then, then maybe there's a point there. But I think I agree with your point, Andy, about how when Hogan Hogan gets the ball, he seems to be looking for Hogan in the forward line, which is sort of, <laughs> you know, a bit of a um, it's a bit of an impossibility. Um, I reckon having hopefully if um, uh, Sam Wiedemann can continue the form he's in or continue the form that he's been showing in the VFL as a marking forward, that uh, that should help. And I think T-Mac coming into the side will definitely make a difference there. Um, but, yeah, when Hogan's got the ball on the wing, the, the problem is that there's, he's, not, he's got yeah. it on the wing, there's no forward for him to kick it to. So. Yeah. And we know we know Wiedemann, he can take those marks. He wasn't taking him forward uh, last, last night. Uh, he took a great mark down back and I think that's the type of mark he can take so once he starts clunking those and starts taking them yeah look out but uh yeah got to start taking those marks but I I think he did enough um in this game um uh he was rucking doing the rucking rucking duties um yeah I'm not uh, convinced as him as a backup ruckman but I think he's the only at the moment without T-Mac in the side I think he's the only one uh, that we've got to cover him to cover the interesting, the interesting question is what happens when T Mac is back, and will Simon go for? I mean, effectively the three tall forwards in Hogan, um, McDonald, and Wiedemann. Uh, you know, Hogan's obviously going to spend some of that time in the midfield, but will Wiedemann stay in the side when McDonald comes back? Uh, it look it depends when McDonald's back. There was talk of, um, last week that he could be back as early as this week. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure where he he's at in terms of the um, the the injury. Um, and remember, yeah, no, they were saying either this week or next week. Yeah, and we've got a small turnaround as well to this week, so I think they could maybe wield the the axe just to bring in fresh legs. I, I don't know. What do you think? Look, I reckon it would be – if you'd asked me last week, I would have said I reckon that T-Mac and Wiedemann are competing for the same spot. Um, but after we had a – you know, we had a pretty poor – well, we finished the game poorly this week. Um, Wiedemann was one of the better players or one of the, you know, more promising players at least on the night, and Goodwin even said so in his in his um, press conference. If, um, if T-Mac's ready this week, it would be – 
a pretty harsh lesson to say, hey, you did a really good job, um, but get out because T-Mac's back. I, 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 I don't know. I, I think it, I think um, on that performance, you would owe him one, at least one crack at, at uh, you know, attempting to function in the team with T-Mac and Hogan. Yep. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little bit down at the moment. Just, uh, you know, I said early in the year that we were a team that I think um, we can beat anyone, and we could also lose to anyone. But at the moment, I don't know if we can beat anyone. Um, well, certainly, I don't think we. I think the top six teams. I don't think we're anywhere near at the moment. Um, I'm struggling to see how we're going to beat some teams. So we're, we're, it was a perfect opportunity this week. We're playing Essendon, who are down just as down in the dumps as we are. So <laughs> It can turn around really quickly, Andy, and it doesn't take much to turn around. It's only a few weeks ago we were a shanked Max Gorn kick away from knocking the cats off. We scored, what, 15 or 16 goals that day, or 14 goals. Um, so it looks grim at the minute, um, but you know, and I actually think that you know we might even struggle on for a couple more weeks. Uh, but I think it's going to click into place, and once Viney comes back in, um, I think I think things are going to pick up. Um, we've got a massive uh, month ahead of us in terms of. I mean, we've got win- extremely winnable games. Um, perhaps not winnable for the tees at the moment, but I mean we've got Essendon uh, this week who aren't travelling well. Um, they were terrible today. I didn't see any of the game, but I imagine from the scoreline we got St Kilda. Um, after that, winnable. Um, Suns winnable. <laughs> I mean, when I say winnable, it's losable as well. But and Carlton, so we're playing bottom teams coming into the, you know the next few weeks. Um, this is our chance to turn around. But if if we don't, we're we're in a lot of trouble. I mean, how do we dig out of that hole? I mean, you got to remember that we're you know a few minutes into the last quarter last night against the reigning premiers, we're only two and a half goals down. Hmm. Um, and if not for some fumbles and slip-ups and other comical errors, uh, which then sort of cost us some quick goals back and, and took the momentum out, it really could have been game on. I really don't think we, we worry about what how, how we will dig ourselves out of a hole um, that we might be in in four weeks' time yeah. if we lose the next four games. I think that's that's that's. Um, <laughs> I know I know you're a pessimist, Andy, I'm but that's an extreme view, I reckon, mate. Well, uh, I would love the team to prove me wrong. <laughs> it's not my pessimism is it hasn't been helped by the performances. Um, if you'd like to join us, uh, give us a call zero three nine zero one six three triple six. Um, or on Skype, Demonland Thirty One. Um, maybe talk me down off the ledge. Um, I'm... We're in the we're in the same position last year. We were two and three going into the Essendon game last year. So um, way too early for the doom and gloom. But you know what? I that Essendon game last year, I thought we were very lucky um, to win that. Um, in the second quarter, I think um, that Danaher kicked 
uh, about four or five behinds. He was, you know, his typical crap-kicking self. Um, I think we were lucky to be in it, and then we turned it on and, and able to win the game. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> You're gonna, someone's going to have to talk me off a ledge here. Um, well, any other bright sparks for us? Was there any anyone that you uh, were happy with the performance of? Because I oh, look, I, I think the, the main one, the main positive, we've already touched on it really, but was the the back line. Um, yeah, it was good to see Omac Lever um, Hibbard Jill, and it's actually. Um, yeah, in the weeks before, they didn't seem to have any cohesion as a backline, so that's um, that's an improvement. Um, yeah, I just really, uh, you know, Maxi Gorn. I'd love to know how we um, we seem unable to capitalise on on Maxi's mm. dominance in the ruck. Um, yep. It doesn't at the moment. It just does not seem to be leading to clearances, um, and we've got enough. It's not like we don't have clearance players. Like we've got, you know. Jones is spending considerable time in the middle, and obviously we've got uh, Clary there. Um, yeah, I, I'm interested in any any sort of thoughts on that. Um, I saw a few, I saw Maxi do a few dumb things last night, which I hadn't. I sort of don't normally associate him with with dumb things. Like um, I saw him smash it forward at one point to three. Yeah, he did a Richmond players. He did it a few times. I was, uh, what? Like, I just, yeah. I don't I don't understand that. That just seems. That just seems pretty fundamental. Like, don't punch it forward unless your players are there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah he, did, he did that how, a few how times. Do we, how do we actually get that? Get you know, but how do we get those taps into? How do we turn those into clearances? That's that's the big question. Uh, that's really one of the big questions to to come out of the game, because two years ago when Max was getting the the sort of hit outs that he is now, he was putting it down Viney's throat. Um, and we were just, you know, the number of times that we'd taken away from a stoppage was incredible, and it's just not happening. Um, so I, I, I don't know what the answer to that is. How far away is Barney? <laughs> That's the question. Um, I think I'd play him with a with a crook foot at the moment. Um, I, I I I would not play him with a crook foot. <laughs> I think we've uh, I think we've learned the folly of that. Surely. <laughs> um, apparently, they said that he and T Mac were pretty much on par in terms of their recovery, but because um because Tommy had done done the preseason, but finally hadn't he had to get some some K's in his legs first. That was the only difference. Well, I'd put him on a treadmill twenty four seven at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think we really do need him. Uh, obviously, we don't really want to bring him back until he's cherry ripe but uh yeah we we do miss miss him not saying that had he played we we would have won but yeah he uh he brings a lot to the table um there we'll talk about uh one quick thing i just uh, great finding you mentioned it earlier the four men flying for the ball and we we still did that a number of times and not having anyone down particularly not having anyone back behind the pack uh, it's really frustrating to watch. <laughs> it happens so often that the Melbourne supporters are actually calling it out before they even go up. So the ball's coming in and people are like, don't all go up, don't all go up. <laughs> and they obviously the players can't hear us and they just go up. 
<laughs> but it's it's yeah, um, it's incredible that it, it still seems to happen. So there, there's a communication breakdown there. D Zephyr wants to know what we think of uh, what we thought of Brayshaw's game. I actually thought it was really good. I thought he I thought he had a really he had a positive impact on the game. Um, yep. I've, you know, got plenty of the ball. Um, you know, goes in, goes in when it's his turn, as the saying goes. Um, yeah, I thought he was good. But um, I saw a bit of mixed feelings on the on the uh, forums, though. I, I saw that that he actually copped a bit of criticism for his game. Um, they put him in the in the group of you know the the fumbles and smothers and you know those those players. But I didn't I didn't see that. I must have I must have uh, not been looking when those bits happened. I thought he was good. He had he had one stumble on the outer wing, um, uh, and uh, and they were able to take the ball away. But aside from that, I thought um, I thought his game was really good. Um, so maybe people were referring to that. But he does have his detractors on Demon Land. Um, some people just do not rate him at all, um, and I don't understand that viewpoint. Um, I've been impressed with him in the majority of games he's played since his debut, um, and he just needs a, a run at it. And yeah, I, I think he, uh, I think he's a valuable contributor. It's interesting that he doesn't play in the middle at all. I mean, he was at half back um, for the most part. Uh, could we? Uh, why isn't he used in the in uh, in the centre? That's a good question. I, I I don't know. I you would think that um, I think if I if my the tra- if I, my memory of the training reports over summer are correct, he was uh, mostly in the backline group. Um, so I guess that's where they want him playing. But uh, yeah, you would think someone who um, played all of his junior footy in the middle. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's probably only there's only room for so many people mm. in the middle, I guess. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a head scratcher. You'd think he'd be worthy of a few minutes there, wouldn't you? Mm. Now, is it is it too early in the year to uh, talk about the um, the training camp? Whether there's any flow on because of that is um, perhaps reason for some of our performances this year or you know not being mentally strong enough is 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 it too early to make that call and that uh correlation uh yes it's too early you could how you could say i I think it's uh, it's always going to be too early to say because you just don't know yeah but um it's look i really i mean i i don't really rate the discussion on it to be honest i think it's it's most likely sort of most likely a non-event these these sorts of things are usually non-events um any yeah i I would have thought unless we had a you know completely fell off the cliff and only won you know a handful of games uh, i I don't see how you could how you could uh, rationally uh, think it's the cause of anything all right, well, we'll we'll table that one for a further discussion later in the year. Hopefully, we don't have to come back to it. Uh, now, can, we, can I just raise one thing that mm-hmm. came up um, uh, that came up yesterday, um, or the night uh, the night before? Sorry, so uh, I think uh, Monday night. I think you're just about to talk about what I was going to bring up next. Go on. 
Uh, and this is the issue of Brendan McCartney yes. supposedly being demoted to the bench, according to Tom Norris uh, on Fox Footy, I think. Um, now, firstly, the story didn't get, get picked up at all. So, uh, I, you know, um, I don't. I think it was wrong fundamentally, even if there was a change and he's gone from the box to the bench. It wasn't a uh, it wasn't a demotion. And it's not the result of tension between Goodwin and McCartney. Um, but Tom Norris also does the club's podcast. So isn't there a conflict of interest there? And why is this guy making up stories um, about the club? Well, is he making up stories or is he getting his information from somewhere, from someone at the club? Um, you would think if he's got some official role with the club... Um uh, I'm not sure if it's a paid position or he's doing it for fun or whatever, but you, a story like that you don't just pull out of your bum. Well, we know that some journalists sometimes do, but uh, no. But what I'm saying is that the change might have been made, but it's completely innocuous. Yeah. Um, and whereas he's put he's put a spin on it that there's well, and this, this is another story is that that there's some sort of tension between uh, Goodwin and McCartney, and there's no evidence of that. And I does, think, does you know, know knowing, the, if, knowing the way um, the media works, um, no one jumped on the story at all. And had there been substance to it, it would have been the biggest story going around yesterday because a, uh, you know, a breakup um, uh, between a coach and a senior assistant going into the, you know, one of the biggest games of the year, which last night, was that would have been the biggest story of the day yesterday had there been substance to it? It, it raises a lot of questions, doesn't it? Because he's obviously this this um, this Tom fellow obviously has um, he, he must have connections at the club because the club um, you know utilizes his services for the podcast. I'm assuming he's not actually an employee of the club um, no. because you would think if he was, he wouldn't be for too much longer. Um, so it's it seems um, it seems pretty bold faced for somebody who is obviously connected at the club to be um, publishing um, that kind of article. It's it, it's just a yeah it's a bit of a um, bit of an unusual one really. I mean the club had to come out the next day and put out a statement saying it's crap. And I see here that uh, Drunken167 says uh, um, that the whole demotion to the bench wasn't a demotion at all and they put him on the bench to try and get communication, better communication to the players. So um, I hope someone at the club gave him a talking to um, yesterday because, uh, as I say, it's just completely wrong. How can the club continue to... Um, to Use the service service. of a person yep. like this who is clearly prepared to just throw that kind of crap out there. There was another um, thing that he uh, dropped, didn't he, a few weeks ago about about Goodwin as well? What was that story, Grapeviney? About Goodwin? Um, oh, this was... Well, there's actually... There's been a few Melbourne stories. One was the offering of the resignation. Yes, yes, that one. Over the uh, camp. Yeah. And then there was also the Hogan and Brayshaw to WA. Ah, yes, um, yes. Now, the resignation story was knocked on the head straight away. Yeah. And it turns out it was said in jest or something. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, and the Hogan story, well, anyone can do that at any time yeah, well, um, of the night or day. That's that. an ongoing story forever, but completely unnecessary and uh, very early, given that, what, Jesse signed, was it 12 months ago or something? Yeah. Um, and nothing to the Brayshaw story at all, except that his, his, brother, know, his yeah. brothers are over there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's, he doesn't have a good record, and I would have thought the club would be uh, questioning the uh, having him on the podcast because he doesn't seem to have the club's interests at heart. And, look, he shouldn't. That's not a journo's role, and that's why there's, uh, I see, a conflict of interest. Hmm. Well... Watch this space uh, with that one. Um, yeah, I th- I, I'm perhaps we'll move on to um, uh, to talk of. Uh, we can talk about uh, Casey's game in a sec. Uh, if you do want to uh, comment about the game, uh, you want to vent. Uh, we're here to we're here to take your calls and take your venting. Um, 0390163666. That's 0390163666. Or Skype us, Demonland31. Um, the Casey game. It was also an interesting. Um, uh, we had um, we had Cam Peterson kicking five goals. Um, Cam Peterson, what does he have to do to get a game? Or will do you think now with Wiedemann uh, playing all right, and we'll probably give him another go? Tom McDonald coming back in the next week or two. Can Cam Peterson break his way in uh, to the team, or is that you know he's not going to be able to do it considering what we've got to come in, what we've got in, and to come back in? I, I think he's. Um been positioned as a uh, sort of specialist stopgap. Um, I, I, I don't think he'll be picked this week. Um, I wouldn't pick him. I mean, I, and it's not, nothing against no. him per se. I just think um, while you've got, you can't have him and Wiedemann in the same team because no. it's just too too big a chance that um, one or both of them will deliver nothing because they they are both capable of that happening. <laughs> yeah. um, um, I think. As long as Wiedemann um, is looking decent, you'd have to um, persist with him in that role. Um, you know, and it's—I uh, don't think—I don't think that would surprise Cam. I think he's—he's he's said in—you know—said in the past that he's—he's he's sort of well aware of where he where he sits in things, and and that's life. He's managed to build a pretty good career out of it. Um, yeah, but I've also got no doubt that he will be called upon again throughout the year because there will be a need. It's just that it's not yet. Yeah, and that's just footy. Sometimes you can be playing great footy in the twos, but that doesn't mean automatic um, call-up to the ones, um, you know, for reasons of team balance or match-ups or whatever it might be. Um, and as, as Nash has said, I think he he understands where he's... Uh, uh, where he fits into the bigger picture, Cam, so um, he'll, you know... He'll continue working hard um, if he's in the twos and make the most of try and make the most of his opportunities if he gets a call up in the ones. There weren't a lot of um, oh, there's only a couple of uh, demon listed players playing on the weekend for Casey. Um, I'm not really seeing. I'm just having a look at the stats here of some of the players and 
I don't know if anyone there will get a call up. Um, uh, Peterson, by far the best of uh, the Melbourne listed players there. Um, I guess Hannan is there. He had fifty. He had nineteen disposals, kicked a goal. Um, Barg only had five disposals um, and one mark, so I don't see him coming in. Um, well, someone's got to come in for Dean Kent. Yep. And I would have thought that's going to be Hannan. Fritch. Well, did Fritch play on the weekend? Uh, no, but they may, may well have held him back. In. Yep. Yeah. Might be resting him. Yeah, he, he wasn't there. So perhaps either he, uh, uh, Fritch or Hannon, you would say, to replace him. Um, Lewis is back, I think. Is Lewis back? Okay. It'll be interesting to see if they bring um, bring him back. You'd have to yep. bring Lewis back. I, I don't think you can. I mean, I, I understand. Um, you know what the criticisms of Lewis. I understand that. Like you know, he's, he's old. He's getting slow, and he falls over a lot, and all that. Um, <laughs> I don't know that he's yet a a, a worse option. Or you know, I don't think that players like Hannon and so forth uh, could claim to have gone past him yet. Yeah, um, the other one that I saw, uh, uh, Charlie Charlie Spargo uh, kicked two goals. I, I didn't see any of the game though, uh, but he's probably some of those younger guys are still a, a, probably a little bit of way off. Um, drunken Drunken One Six Seven says that uh, uh, Bug got injured, so that would okay. explain his small numbers, um, and also points out that Tim Smith was an emergency, so um, he might be in the calculations too. Hmm. You know, it's a short break, so it'll be interesting to see uh, see what happens at the selection. Yeah, well, I can't see us making a, a heap of changes. Um, so that's go- it's going to be interesting. Um, hmm. I think you've Can got... You stretch, get uh, another uh, week? I, I think you'd see at least... You'd see at least two... Um, Sorry, did you say something about stretch, Grape? Yeah, yeah. I said, uh, does stretch get another week? Gee, um, I don't look, think he, he can. He's got. He's really at a crossroads, isn't he? Um, that was. Mm. He, he was. He was hopeless the other day. I thought, like, he, he's got a lot of lot of things to like. He he looks like he should be a good user of the ball, at least. Um, he certainly spreads, which is something that that we sort of lacked on the weekend, but he's so unclean with the ball. It's just, um, I don't know whether it's just nerves or, or what it is, but um, you, you, it's so, he's one player that I find it really hard to have confidence in. He had two, two really bad fumbles. One in particular running, you know, the ball was in front of him. He just couldn't pick it up. And that was really disappointing because, um, you know, that was an opportunity to pick the ball up running in and he's the type of guy that could run in and kick a goal and it was at a time in the game where, you know, we really needed it. So, mm. And look, he, he uh, and I'm not sort of questioning his intensity or effort, but his, his tackling is not strong either. Um, and... I don't know. People sort of said that he was brought in for his um, for his pace. I mean, he's not he's not particularly quick. I know he is good at uh, at the spread, as Nash has said, but um, you know, it's not. He doesn't have blistering uh, blistering pace. Hmm. 
I, I agree he's at the crossroads. I just I don't see I'm not sure what he offers really. Um I, I think and, maybe the, the only thing is um, he is only 21. Um, it feels like he's been around the club for a really long time, but this is this is only season number four. Um, I don't know. Maybe we're just being impatient. Yep. Um, if you've got uh, if you've got any um, insights on who you think should come in 0390163666 or demonland31 on Skype. Give us a call, let us know. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, going to be an interesting selection table this week. It, it is a short turnaround. Um, our opposition also has a short, uh, shorter turnaround because they played today. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, any or all of stretch... Harms and Nibbler could conceivably be omitted, but it's all about who comes in for them. Um, yeah, uh, you think Lewis will come in? Um, T Mac. It all depends on uh, um, how you know how ready he is. Um, but then I'm just looking at Casey. I'm struggling to see who else comes in. Um, can you? Uh, uh, drunken in the chat room said um, Tim Smith, but who do you take out for him? You, can, you know, you can't you can't take out um, Stretch and put in Smith. You've got to go sort of like for like, I, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you've got if you've got T Mac, if you've got T Mac and Lewis, um, I think that I think two changes should be enough. Um, Especially if there's not anybody kicking the door down at Casey, as they say. Um, how do you guys reckon um, Bernie Vince is going? Um, Zephyr, D Zephyr in the in the chat room asked if we'd rest uh, Vince, but I I wouldn't rest Vince. Um, another player who seems to cop more criticism on the forums than I think is warranted perhaps because he's playing a different role to the ones he's played in the past. But I actually think he's he's been better this season than I was expecting. Um, you know, still gets plenty of the ball, makes the odd mistake, but who doesn't? Um, it's pretty tough. I think he's I think he's still comfortably best 22. Um, I wouldn't rest him unless I thought there was concerns over his fitness, but I think that's more likely to be a question for young players. Thoughts? Yeah, I just think uh, Vince and Lewis in the same team in the back line makes us look a little slow, for my mind. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I think Vince is a better forward, I've been saying it, but that's not going to happen. They're playing him in the back line and that's where he's going to play, but uh, I think his best days are behind him. People also fall victim to Howler syndrome, which is the turnovers in the back line end up costing goals. Mm. And so they really stand out. So that's why Vince gets called out and Tyson um, for that kick across goal, which ended up going 40 metres backwards yesterday. Um, So, but yeah, I actually think he's been all right for most of the year, Um, Vince. So uh, to answer the question, I wouldn't know. I, I, I don't. I, I can have Vincent Lewis in the same team, 
it's not going to be for too much longer, but for the moment, yes. Drunken's just reminded me that I was uh, against him in our fantasy football league this week and he beat me by 41 points. Um, thanks. Just really <laughs> topped off my uh, week. <laughs> um, Doodle D says, Spargo in like Richmond's Higgins uh, just to inject some youth and energy. Uh, Crummer instead of Harms and A and B. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for, you know, changes like that. I don't see anything wrong with that. Maybe just bring someone in that, um, you know, might add some spark. Um, yeah, have there's to be been pretty. pretty good. Yeah, they'd have to have. Sorry, they'd have to have the the VFL form behind them. Um, I, I, I admit I don't follow Casey other than other than reading the threads uh, because I live too far away to be able to watch them. But um, I, I think. If it's a young player, you would really want some pretty solid VFL form. We're, we're past the stage of our development where we need to just bring in kids for the sake of it. Um, yeah, sort of lukewarm on that idea. That hasn't stopped people in the changes thread. I've seen all um, all names suggested already this week. So um, some people have called for Petty to be included. Um, others for Oscar Baker, so um, and Spargo. So um, yeah, I, I, we could I just swap the whole team happening. around. Sorry, we we could just swap the whole team. Just just replace the entire. Team <laughs> yeah, that's team right. Well, the delisting the delisting threat has come up as well, and um, half the squad is going to be delisted too. So uh, prepare for a huge clean out at the end of the year, according to Doom and Land. <laughs> Well, I actually saw the changes versus Essendon thread came up very early, even before. Uh, I, I'm not. I think even maybe even before the game last night started. So. Um, yeah, that I, I, I noted that was the first that the changes thread actually came before the game had even happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've we've got a few uh, crystal ball gazers on on Demonland, that's for sure. Um, but look, you can understand the frustration of the supporters. Um, you know, we've, we're sort of, I mean, we've had that many false dawns, um, at this club, um, you know, you can sort of see people are frustrated that, uh, you know, that, that perhaps this is another false dawn. Um, I, I take the view that you've got to be really careful just projecting forward what you've seen forever, um. I mean, you see it in footy circles all the time. Whenever people are forecasting the ladder at the end of the year, um, you know, in round one when they're forecasting the end of the year ladder, it always looks very similar to the, how the how the season finished last year. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't think I, I don't believe that it's a false dawn until it's proven to be a false dawn. Really, I mean, maybe and you know, maybe maybe I'm not much of a crystal ball gazer in that regard but I'm not prepared to to give up on a good season this year uh, until it's clearly not going to happen and I think five rounds in where we've had two pretty good games one decent game and two poor ones uh, and we've got a coach who's in his second season uh, I'm not quite prepared to call false dawn just yet well, there's a lot of people calling for the head of the coach. Um, 
just five uh, rounds into his second absurd. season. That's yeah. just that's just nonsense at this stage, I reckon. You know, and if you accept that there's a false dawn after five rounds, then what? You know, you've got to accept that Collingwood are rising this year, and North Melbourne are also going to be what playing for the playing off. You know, in, in finals, uh, we're five rounds in, so it's way too early for um, for the season to be written off. Well, I actually am taking heart in the fact that North Melbourne are, are, are so high up on the ladder because we've beaten a top four team. <laughs> Um, yeah, we have to feather in our cap. <laughs> I'm to see. I'm being positive for once, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah um, what else can we talk about? We've we've done the changes. Um, big game this week. Um, yeah, can we turn it around, um, or are we going to play Essendon back into form? Um, as we've done before. Well, they've got a day less than we do to prepare, and they uh, suffered two injuries today. Who, who and, was injured? Uh, I think Green and is either Bagley or Begley. Um, and McDonald, Tip and Woody is apparently went into today's game quite sore, so um, he might be, um, you know, might be a little bit, below his best too, so uh, I don't see any reason why we can't get back onto the winners list this weekend. We're playing. Yeah, I, I take the same view. I really think um, I still, despite the disappointment and um, sort of, you know, emotional letdown of the game just gone, I still don't think we're too far off. And I think... It's not going to be long before we can before we before we kick into gear and actually start winning games again. I, I'm not too worried. Well, we're back back at our favourite stadium, Etihad Stadium, uh, this week. Um, perhaps being under that closed roof um, will do us some good. It was good to see, um, and I know he didn't have a great game, but it was good to see Jaden Hunt start running again. And taking uh, taking players on, um, he also slipped and tripped a few times and uh, didn't dispose of it particularly well. But he at least started to get that back into his game. We hadn't seen that for a while, so it was pleasing to see that. He he was out on the ground uh, quite a bit before the game started, um, doing some dashes along the ring, uh, wing and in, into the forward fifty and having shots for goal. Um, you sort of could see that he he was really preparing for a big one. My my criticism of him is still still the same. It's not really a criticism, but I think sometimes he's running uh, way too fast and doesn't lower his eyes and just sort of kicks in and often will miss kick it. Um, but it was good to see him get that run back because um, we've sort of missed that running. Um, you know, we haven't had someone like him while he's been out. So yeah. That that'll come with experience, I expect. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't been around long. We've got to again, like kind of like the point I made with, with Stretch. You can't um, you can't compare him to players who you know um, who who have been around the system a long time. I think um, after watching the Hawthorne game, someone like Isaac Smith is the sort of player that Hunt could become, who can really dash through and um, and damage. But you're right. I mean, he does he does miss kick it a fair bit, which is unfortunate. But 
I'm prepared to give him time. Yep. Well, boys, is there anything else uh, you want to bring up? Anything else you've uh, seen pop up on uh, Demon Land during the week that uh, that needs um, needs some discussion? Well, Unleash Hurtler's just commented in the chat room, do we underestimate how even the league is this year? And uh, I think that's a fair comment. I think it's very even across the board. So um, that's not a bad point. Yeah. Um, yeah, we... Uh, it, it is it is an even competition, but um, I'm not sure <laughs> whether that's going to help. I mean, even, even last round, no one... Uh, no one was undefeated, which is very unusual. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's we'll, not. We'll I, I just like to point out month. my my favourite uh, Demonland thread currently on the on the front page. Uh, it's titled "Nathan Jones is the Problem." Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I de- sorry, uh, thank you for um, thank you for uh, b- bringing that up. I, I noticed uh, that today. Um, I think someone. Uh, it was a first-time poster, um, and welcome, welcome to first-time posters. Um, and certainly, that's a that's a great uh, topic <laughs> to come in with your first post. But uh, you know, we welcome all new um, members to Demon Land. If you are listening to this uh, uh, podcast, um, that gets mentioned so, yeah. every time we lose. Though Nathan Jones is the problem. Uh, you know, he's not a leader's bootstrap. What a great player, but he can't lead. And, Rah, 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 rah. Well, this is the post. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry to Jones for saying this. Uh, this is not me. This is uh, uh, Coldy21 um, with his first post. I'm sorry to Jones for saying this, but because we, because he's been a warrior for the club, but I don't think he's the best captain. Uh, he talks about some footage that he w- watched You know, when uh, Jonesy was mic'd up during a game. Uh, he seems unnatural and just plain annoying, to be honest. Uh, the way he tries to motivate the players, I think, is more suited to a boxing gym than a footy team. Uh, when you're training to fight uh, a one-on-one battle, it's good to be screamed at and get angry, but not when you're a, you're a pl- you're a playing a team sport. I just feel the way he goes about it is creating disharmony in the team. Uh, everyone keeps blaming the coach after coach, but maybe it's not the coaches uh, when we have the same problem through multiple coaches. Uh, we always drop off dramatically without Viney, and obviously he adds to the team with his skills, but I think it's uh, it's a lot more than that that he offers. I think it's the way he motivates the players in a slightly different way to Jones that's the biggest difference. Obviously, Jones is a great player, but I don't think he should be captain. I think he's just a bit too tough and tries a bit too hard. Leadership isn't natural to him, and despite the effort he puts into the captaincy, he's still not natural, when he, um, which has a negative effect on the whole team. How does he know? Um, yeah, with, I don't know with respect to, to Coley21, um, we're always keen to have new posters on board, but that is absolute garbage dressed as somebody trying to come across as being um, balanced. So there's... <laughs> uh, Comments like, I just feel the way he goes about it is creating disharmony in the team. Now, that's just saying, I feel, and then stating something as if it's fact. Yeah, that yeah. You, you, can't, you can't draw your... The fact that you don't enjoy the way he sounds when he's on a microphone, you can't then draw <laughs> a, a conclusion that it's creating disharmony in the team. And 
his last sentence is very similar. Um, leadership isn't natural to him, and despite the effort that he's put into the captaincy, he's still not natural. Okay, fine. That's that's got no problem with that. Next line, which has a negative effect on the whole team. Well, how would you know, mate? That's just rubbish. I think that's just emotion uh, talking. You know, he's obviously very pissed off about the the game he's come on and vented. I, I, I think leaders. Uh, it's not always just their voices. Sometimes it's you know them leading by example as well. So. I don't know. Unless you're out on the ground, um, I don't think you can just look at a bit of footage where Jones was mic'd up one week, and I'm not sure when that was um, that he was mic'd up. And you know, it was, you a, it was a couple of years ago. Now. Yeah. So you don't know what the circumstances of that particular game. So unless you see him mic'd up every week and you're out actually out on the field, um, yeah, I I don't, I don't put much credence in that. A drunken in the chat room said, uh, did anyone hear the Gorn interview a few weeks ago where he said Jones saved his career and said he should be a legend of the club? So, um, yeah. By the same token, there are a couple of other posts during the week. One was three seconds of video footage of Simon Goodwin in the coach's box in the last quarter of the Hawthorne game where people just drew these wild conclusions about what he was doing or not doing and what he was thinking or not thinking. And then there was a still photograph of Jake Lever getting tackled in the Hawthorne game and Max was far in the distance in the background and people drawing conclusions about what Max was thinking and uh, should or should not have been doing. And uh, the conclusions that people were drawing are just absolutely crazy. And to make uh, any kind of, pretend to make any kind of uh, informed assessment of those things of such scant evidence. Um, I think yeah. part of the problem is that as as footy supporters, and it doesn't matter whether you go to the game or, or watch on TV or, you know, live and breathe it or you only watch sometimes, we actually, what we... Oh, all we see is an outcome of a million things that are happening and we actually don't know what's happening most of the time. You know, we don't know we don't know what instructions players are getting. We don't know what conversations they're having behind the scenes. We don't know any of that. Um, and some some people realise that they don't know that. And for me, one of the things I love about the forum is it's the opportunity to try and flesh that out. But some people just you know, their imaginations just go wild and they land on the most outlandish possible conclusion that you could come up with based on that scenario. Um, when it, that's probably not what happened. Like, it's usually probably, it's probably most of the time just something more simple than that. Yep. Well, what do they say about opinions and <laughs> opinions and assholes? Uh, everyone's got one. Um, there was another uh, a thread started that uh, D Zephyr said a few premium members are angry about a room given to the sponsors. Uh, did you guys see this thread uh, started today? Um, it's by a poster umpires, please. Um, uh, as a 20-year Redlegs mem- family member, I was disappointed that the club has sold off one of the rooms that our membership level gets to use during our home games. We were informed last night that we will not have access to the Lindsay Hassett room for our biggest home game against Collingwood on Queen's birthday because PJ and his team have sold it to a sponsor. 
So I'm assuming that the Lindsay Hassett Rube grapevine is that on the opposite side of the ground. Yes. So that's in the southern stand. Uh, yes. So that's for the Red Lake membership. They've, there's obviously a room uh, that's behind the seats there on level two that uh, is open to the members of that particular um, for normal game, normal home games, and obviously for the Queen's birthday, the clubs probably I, I would assume to sold off to sponsors. They've yep. sold it to the sponsors or given it to the sponsors to use um, as part of the the whole. You know, sponsorship deal. So, um, uh, do you have a problem with the club doing that? Obviously, um, those members. Uh, well, there are some members do because a lot of people uh, have replied to this thread saying they're going to be emailing the club about them not being happy about that. Yeah, I uh, think the issue is that uh, is the um, the communication the fact that it's well, it's the communication, but it's changing. It's changing the uh, parameters mid-year. Hmm. So you sign up at the beginning of the year and you're expecting certain things that are part of the membership and then it gets changed on your mid-year is probably a bit disappointing. It's only the one game, but it's the big game. And as many people have said in the thread, it's the game that they like to bring, bring friends in. and family to or, um, you know, mates from the country um, who come to... Uh, uh, you know, come to the G for the day. So, uh, yeah, I, I can understand the uh, I can understand the frustration of that. I, I agree, especially when you're paying for a an expensive membership package. Um, I think yep. you don't want to have the benefits pulled out from under you at the last minute. I, I think that's I think that's pretty poor, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't affect me at all, but I can understand the frustration. I, I reckon that's that's no good. Yeah, I think one of the, the main gripes that they had is there has been absolutely no communication about that. There was no email sent out, nothing. I think they found out yesterday at the game. I'm not sure how they found out, but, uh, yeah, that uh, it seems a little bit poor, the communications um, breakdown there. Um, and I can see why they're upset. Um, if, uh, well, last chance, if you do want to get on uh, the show and vent, uh, 0390163666 or Demonland31 on, on the Skype, um, we would love to hear from you. Um, boys, anything else? Uh, anything else that you uh, want to vent about um, that you can't vent anywhere else <laughs> except to other tragic Demon fans? Uh, I've done no, most of my I think I'm going to I'm going to go back to uh, my usual normal optimism now. I'm I feel better. We're going to pump Essendon next week. Uh, um, I, yeah, I, I need some of what you're drinking there because I'm I, I'm the opposite. I'm <laughs> I'm doom and gloom at the moment. Um, I um, um yeah, I'm not looking forward to the next month. Um, because, yeah, I I'm, I don't know. I'm 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 in the doldrums at the moment. I I was expecting a lot. Look, I look. We were up against the reigning premiers. Um, that wasn't a game that I'd probably mark down as a win. I'm probably more. They're still, very good, Richmond. They are. They are. I mean, when They're they were very, running the ball, good. they they look good at times. And um, yeah, and we did frustrate them for three and the big quarters. Um, Maybe that's why I was so upset with the way it ended because we, when we got within a kick, I thought we were going to get our noses in front and then it was sort of anyone's game. But, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, we lay down again, and that that gets me. Uh, I, yeah. It's look. I, I've got to be honest. Despite what I just said, um, my my confidence has been eroded a fair bit by the by the way that these last two games have finished. Um, and I agree. And it was it was really just the way it ended when we'd looked at least competent for well, you know, at least within reach of the game for the majority of it, and then for it to just vanish in the blink of an eye. But but like Grave said, um, Richmond are a very, very good side, and it's it's actually quite hard to say. You know, we focus on the one team because we barrack for that team, but you, you, we tend to ignore what the opposition does quite a bit. Um, and I, you can't look past the fact that we played we played probably the fourth side of the, of the competition, Um and they are a very good side. So how much of how much of that final quarter was us rolling over, and how much of it was just them being too good? Mm. And you know we suppressed their stars. Dusty Martin was good, but didn't dominate like he can. Um, Cochin, Rewalt, uh, Rance. Um, so they're a, they're good across the board. And they, Dusty, Dusty's yeah. taking the piss with these fans, isn't he? I've never – how – surely he can't be as hard to tackle as he is. I mean, obviously he is because nobody ever tackles him. But I saw I'm, – I'm sure I saw in that last quarter, I, I saw him do four of those in a row and none of our blokes could get him. It was just amazing. Uh, uh, you don't uh, – I, I, none of our players can do that. Uh, uh, no, no. Petraka, Petraka can. Petraka can, and I think he's done it. But um, but he doesn't even it, get tackled, Petraka. He can. He's just sort of uh, wiry. He sort of gets around. Like he he can get through. Like Dusty actually puts his arm out and yeah. just pushes away people. Uh, I mean, he's basically developed this new feature to the game, and he's completely sort of uh, he's getting sort of a tremendous advantage out of it. Because no one can, no one can seem to uh, counter it, no he matter what they with, do. He gets away with pushing people in the face a little bit too, though. That's the that's my only complaint <laughs> yeah. about it. But yeah, it can go high. Yeah, he also uh, gets a bit of an armchair ride from the arms because there were a few times that he got tackled and actually dropped the ball and <laughs> did not get a free. Um, I actually thought, and we talked about it a little bit before the uh, show started, that uh, thought. We thought that uh, we didn't get the best of the umpires, um, not blaming that for a loss. but And for me, it's often the freeze we don't get um, that, that I find that uh, kill us the most. But I thought the umps killed the game at, at one stage. Um, it's just the inconsistent application of the holding the ball or dropping the ball or prior opportunity where sometimes you get no time at all to get rid of it and you get pinged. And then on other occasions, they let, let the play go for three or four seconds. Um, and a player will have multiple opportunities to get rid of it. And they still call play on. And I think the other one that is ridiculous in my mind, and we probably got the good end of it last night, is um, uh, is deliberate. Um, most of the times that they pay deliberate are just absurd. They're hurried kicks from the back line under pressure. Um and just because there's no one there, um, uh, it gets called deliberate. Um, whereas the players, do, most of the time, can't even see where they're kicking. 
yeah. um, let alone deliberately going for the boundary line. I, I hate that. Yeah, there's a few times that they uh, penalise a bad kick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Often, yeah. often they penalise a bad kick so, or, a, or a, a pressured kick. Well, I don't know. I think we'll uh, we might uh, we might leave it there. Um, it's um, a big month of football uh, ahead for us. Um, you know, we, we've uh, we've got to turn it around. We've got definitely got the uh, well, I'll say in inverted commas, the easier teams to come in the next couple of weeks. Got to make the most of it, D's, and uh, get back on that winners' board. Um, Great Viney, thank you, Nasha, thank you. Um, thank you. Hope uh, you were hey, able to, hope you were able to vent, guys, and uh, hopefully next week we can uh, talk about happier times. <laughs> All right, we'll be back uh, next week, uh, same time, same place um, on the Demonland podcast. Go days. <laughs>